Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So I learned something about myself this weekend, guys. What'd um, you learn? I learned that I definitely don't have a skill for top golf. Um, so my friends and I, uh, we went to brunch and, you know, we, the drinks and the mimosas were flowing and then we were like, oh, we just don't want this, like, we want to keep hanging out. So we just were like, what if we just went to Topgolf in El Segundo? And were you nearby? Yeah, we were in Venice. They were an hour so- and a half away. <laughs> we were in Venice, so not super far. Um, and so we, like, we called one Who's of the boyfriends. Was it your idea? It was my idea. And then we called one of the boyfriends came and like took us to El Segundo. He drove us. Like, it was him and the three of us, three girls. And he was like, you guys smell like you've had a lot of mimosas. And we're like, yes, we've had a good time. And so then we get to Top Golf. Don't place you for tell football. me what I drank. <laughs> had a uh, great place for football. And then I, yeah, it took me a couple swings to actually make contact with the uh, with the ball, and um, and typically it would just be like a little bit of contact, and I get to like the, you know those like first few circles that are just off the edge. That's usually where I you should I have ate. putted. Yes, <laughs> but Put had, to that first hole. had a lot of had a lot of good drinks and a lot of good. So food is your your golfing um, expertise or lack thereof due to that you just don't play golf or that you had a bucket of mimosas? <laughs> I bucket think... of mimosas should help. <laughs> bucket of mimosas. I definitely don't think it helped the hand eye coordination. Hammered. But I'm also I think even if I'm sober, I'm terrible at golf. Like I think I did it at the um, when we were in at Harrah's, yeah. and I yeah I can't make contact with the ball whatsoever. Takes a minute. That's something somebody's got to teach you how to do that that's not something you just fall out of bed and know how to do like you can shoot a basketball you can get the ball in the hoop right but to hit a golf shot is actually and something easy. that's got to be instructed along the way yes. so how long before you I'm start proud of sober the up? mimosa did, drinking but yeah i was gonna say did you <laughs> no, get sober by the afternoon games or did you just power through no, we powered through so we had i think i had like three mimosas maybe at the brunch and then we had like uh, she had a couple like a drinks or whatever at Top Golf, wine, and then <laughs> I was with some gluten-free people, so we had some ciders and IPA. And, and then afterwards, we went to uh, Hennessy's in Hermosa Beach. So it kind of stretched it out throughout the day. And honestly, I wasn't that hungover because I had like you know one an hour essentially. I kind of I spaced spaced it out, but it was a really good Saturday. Watched a lot of football. I I bet on a game because I think uh, uh, Beto got me on it. So then I'm you know this is turning into Beto a and I thing. were live betting the Bahamas Bowl. Oh, okay. On, <laughs> On Friday, it was yeah. we five dollar bets, and it was like we were betting our house. It yeah, was but that, so that's much the fun. game to to bet on. It was great. A lot of people want the Bahamas Bowl. Tackled at the two yard line with no timeout. <sighs> Had he gotten in, we would have won our bet. And he tackled at the two yard line, like that old Rams Titans Super Bowl. That wow. play only in the Bahamas Bowl. Uh, where are we on the points right now? How are oh, we? Oh, well, we got a game tonight. Yeah. So this was a disastrous week for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here's where we are heading into Monday Night Football. You have the lead. That's not good. With one. Get out of here. Taylor is tied for the lead with one. Beto has one. Emily has zero, and I have zero. A- what? Because Chargers was a push, so no yeah. one got anything. No one got anything from the Chargers and Titans because it pushed, so everybody loses. That's right. It was um, three. Okay. Buffalo did not cover against Miami, mm-hmm. so every you were the, you had Miami, but it won. And then New England and the Raiders. The Raiders. 
got a win out of nowhere on that, and everybody was on New England except for Taylor and Beto, but they both had Vegas at one. So today, the Rams and Packers, you at now Packers cover tonight. Then you get five. You you'll get four more. You'll have five, and you'll win the week. You're the only one that can actually do some damage. Uh, Taylor could get three if the Rams win. Emily and I would get two and one if the Rams win. So it's a bad week for us. You know what's going to happen? Packers aren't going to cover. Who knows? Who it's it's going to be negative six hundred degrees. It would go perfect this year if the Packers don't cover. You're still looking for your first solo win. You need the Packers to cover. Yeah, but I I think we solidified this last week. To get half a win the whole year, that's not easy. It's virtually impossible. It's virtually impossible. Yeah, you'll you'll win tonight. You're going to win this week. All right, what was your, I'm trying to think back to, your game last week? Oh, yeah, you weren't here, so we we split it. We split it. Officially? Officially split it, yeah. So last week, the, the commissioner of our pool, apparently when we all lost the last time, okay, there was more than four of us. Because it's when there's less than four and everybody loses, that's it. The pool ends and the money gets distributed evenly. So we all lost on Sunday and the money got distributed. So we, we hacked it three ways. So I got a third of the pot, which was pretty darn good. Damn, I've been trying I, that to get was, that for six weeks. Yeah, but that was incredibly exciting going week to week. I hate that they just distributed it. I'm not going to. I was ready for either way. I was ready for you to walk in one day and say, be drinking Jack Daniels since. Do do you know uh, who I was going to take? Hand to God. I was going to take the Vikings. And and they would have fallen behind 33 to nothing. And I would have been, okay, well, that's great. And they came back to win that one 39 to 36. All right. Your Vikings Colts is similar to my. Or no. The Vikings Colts is similar to how you did the World Cup. Yeah. Where it was. You know, you see people on Twitter, they're saying something. You get a couple text messages. Uh, you know when I started watching that game? 36 all. That's, that's when I started you watching You got the good the part. 36 all is when I started watching a game. And I didn't really even know the backstory. Like, people were putting up screenshots. I'm like, I don't understand the screenshot. I don't know what's going on. 33 to nothing at the half. It was the largest yep. comeback in the history of the NFL. Yep. The history. The NFL's been around a long time. Yep. A lot of teams have blown some Matt big Ryan leagues. On the other side too. Matt Ryan now has ownership of a twenty-eight to three oh Super Bowl catastrophe gosh. and a thirty-three to nothing halftime lead. Michael, my youngest son, says he, he was sleeping in late because he's a teenager and that's what they do. And he gets up like Mike. The Colts are beating the Vikings thirty-three to nothing at the half. We watch a little bit of the third quarter together. The Vikings yep. score. He goes, Vikings are going to win this game. I'm like, buddy, there's just not enough time. There, it, it may get close, but yeah. there's just simply and not. Go enough brush time. your teeth and clean your room. I go to play golf. I get a text from him in the middle of the round, he, and just a screen cap of the final score with an "I told you so." Because oh. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even watch it unfold. I went to go play. And I'm like, wait, they won that game thirty-three to nothing. Came back. That's crazy. Um, Get to Anthony Davis coming up here in just a little bit, Mm -hmm. but let's talk about Justin Turner, Boston Red Sox designated hitter, Justin Turner. That sounds very weird to say. I was really surprised that they didn't find a way to get that done. When they signed J.D. Martinez on Saturday, it it felt, okay, this may not work out, but you know me. I, I love my teams, but I don't get super emotionally involved in like guys that come and go, especially in pro sports. It happens all the time. Bums me out that that Justin Turner is leaving to go to the Red Sox. He was such a great Dodger, so many great moments, made his career. He was a journeyman in New York. He was a journeyman in Baltimore, comes to L.A., 
and becomes a legend for a legendary team. And to see him go tack on a couple of weird years in Boston at the end of his career just feels really bums me out that they couldn't come to a solution to keep him. I get it. He gets 22 million bucks. Dodgers didn't want to go two years for a player that's 38 years old. Does he have his? Does he have the option in that? It's second his year? option in the second year, okay. so he will very very likely. Oh yeah, no, that that's option. a that's a great contract. It, for him. It's a great contact mm -hmm. for him, and and I'm happy he gets his money, but I'm not happy that Justin Turner is going to end his career somewhere other than with the Dodgers. I don't I don't like it. I really so, don't. I think this is just another indication. Now I, I know Kershaw, two years in a row, he's signing that one year contract. Mm -hmm. So you still have Clayton Kershaw that represents the Dodgers, but this is just another kind of example here. Whether it was Kenley Jansen or it was Cody Bellinger or in this case Justin Turner. Um, these are iconic Dodgers. Can I make a slight difference? Like Cody sure. Bellinger was lousy and he needed to go. Yeah. Kenley Jansen was really struggling and it was time for him to go. Justin Turner was still really good for the Dodgers last year. This was not a, listen, he's fading. He'd fallen off. It's mm -hmm. probably time. It, he was a really productive, effective player for them last year. He's the heart and soul of that clubhouse, not named Clayton Kershaw. Mm-hmm. It feels a little different than those other. Those other guys were great Dodgers, but this one feels a little different. You agree or disagree with this, that when the season ended, and I think a lot of Dodger fans probably feel this way, not right after the season, but as the dust settled, can we see something a little bit different? Can you get some players that um, maybe you're not accustomed to? And I think indirectly or directly, however you want to describe it, that's going to happen to the Dodgers either way. They're probably going to play younger players that you didn't think a year ago they're going to be in that position. They're probably, you know, they're they're obviously out of the sweepstakes for so many different free agents this year, and that's part of their strategy. They don't want to overpay whatever it is. Maybe they're uh, saving up for a sh to make a run at Shohei. Whatever the case is, this now is starting to feel, I think the Justin Turner is just another one where you're really kind of starting to feel like, this Dodgers team is not going to be the same. That whatever it has looked like for a long period of time will look different. Dodger fans, get in on this. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. This is one of these deals, Al, that I, I get why they did it. I just don't like that they did it. Right, that Justin Turner is probably his best baseball is in the rearview mirror. It's not out the windshield. Was he 38? He's 38. He, he's he's probably going to start to decline meaningfully at some point or another yep. very soon. It was probably from a pure baseball perspective, you don't want to have Justin Turner on your books for two more years at that price tag. I get it. I intellectually, I get it, but emotionally. It, that's the guy. Of all the guys we talk about, like, hey, who do you want to come up? You know, I think I'll pick Justin Turner. Give me a guy that's going to give you that great at-bat and that big moment because we've seen it over and over and over again. And Emily, basically, he was trying to hurt my feelings this morning by putting this thing together. I will remember you. Swing and a fly ball. Launched and gone. What a night. Three home runs. For Turner tonight. He's found the pot of gold. It's here at Dodger Stadium. Will you remember me? High fly ball into left. Off the bat of Turner. At the wall. It's gone. Turner makes it 3-1 Dodgers in game one. Don't let your life pass Picture dogs in cages. Donations being asked for. Fly ball to left. It's on its way, and it is gone. A home run for Justin Turner. 
What, 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 when they Houston. needed a home run the most, they turned to Turner. It's 33 minutes long. And Turner in the air to center field. That ball's hit well. Martinez on the run. This is way back. And it is gone. It is a walk-off home run for Justin Turner. So some great moments for him as a member of the Dodgers, to be sure. And Big E kind of puts, this is a great tweet right here. Can I hate and understand the JT deal, but also be happy and love the the JT deal? I think that's it. I'm happy that Justin Turner is going to get to put another $22 million in his bank. Good for him. I'm happy for him. He certainly deserves the money. But I don't like that he's not going to be here anymore. But I get why he's not going to be here anymore. Can I throw this your way if you said that? He's still productive as a Dodger, yeah. right? Still productive. Then, are you upset at the Dodgers for not giving him two years? I'm gonna, I'm gonna because say you could have. I think you could have controlled the narrative, right? If the Dodgers said, "Hey, what no are they giving you?" No one's yelling at them for giving Justin Turner a two-year deal. No one's saying, "What are you guys doing?" No one's saying, "This is a terrible deal." What did you just do to your squad? Wait, wait, who's who's saying that? No, nobody would be saying that. The Dodgers gave him Got this it. exact and that's, same. And that's deal. my point. My yeah. point is, is that are you upset at the Dodgers? for not saying, JT, what are they offering you over there? Cool, they got you two-year deal. We'll make sure that we match I'm not that. upset by it, but I don't like it. This is one of the few guys that I think maybe you do a, look, we know this isn't a great deal. Give it to him anyway. One of the very it's few. two years. It's not they, like it's seven years. They don't do that. They don't. They, they, clearly, mm-hmm. they don't do that. Never mind going to 13 years for Correa, 11 years for Bogarts. Those deals are you know, asinine. But this is one of those things, $22 million or $11 million a year for two years, it's not going to make or break your payroll. It's really not. Mm -hmm. But he's not going to be – now you're down to basically Kershaw. Kershaw is kind of that through line of these great Dodger teams for the last 10 years. It's it's Taylor, it's Barnes, but it's Kershaw. Kershaw's the last guy that's kind of connected to those older teams. Otherwise, it's younger players. It's guys you went and got from other places like Mookie and and, and Freeman. Mm Mm-hmm. It's really going to be mm. odd to see because think about your infield next year. It's going to be Freeman at first, just got here. It's going to be Muncie at second. Okay, he's a familiar yep. face. Lux at short. Lux at short. Buckle up, mm-hmm. and then probably Miguel Vargas at third base, who's inexperienced in green. By all accounts, supposed to be really, really good. That's your infield mm. to open this. That's a weird Dodger team. Does that, by the way, is might that, be okay? Is that but, kind of exciting that you don't know what to expect? You know, you you talk about during the regular season how, all right, well, Dodgers are going to win 100-plus games, and they're probably going to win the division, and they're probably going to make it to the playoffs. And then it's a question of, will they get hot at the right time, and will they be healthy for the postseason? Does it kind of add something to next year just because there's a little bit more of an unknown? It's And I'm intriguing. not saying that positively or, yeah, or negatively. Yeah, no, I, I understand the question. I, it, talk about it when we come back. We'll, we'll talk about what the expectations are coming into this. Plus, we'll get into what the Lakers do next now that Anthony Davis is going to miss some significant time. How much time? Still waiting to find out, but it's going to be some time. It's all coming up. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. So we have a tweet from someone reacting to my montage to Justin Turner. He yes. says, uh, Drew says, the song choice is a bit much, Emily. He didn't die. <laughs> well, I want everyone to just get in their feels. Like, feel for this guy who's, lo- who's lost. It's, you know, Look, just get there. I'm going to keep going back to her, Whitney Houston. <laughs> Whenever we need her, she's available. <laughs> no, that's for you. You wanted that and for the, uh, the Lakers, and you got it. You didn't want... Uh, Adele. Adele, and yeah. so you decided to I go. I thought she was going to go Taylor Swift on that. Does Taylor Swift have a bunch of sad ones too? She has she plenty does. of sad plenty songs, of sad but songs. this one, Sam McLaughlin, gets you right to the point. Does Will it not you remind me? you of the uh, dogs? T- the, yeah, the, <laughs> the, the, the sick dogs where they're begging for your money for just like, ten hey, cents a day. Just ten cents a day, you can save all of these dogs. Is that, is that the song they use? <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's on the entire time. Take you my credit card. A dog in need. I'm fine. I just turn the channel. Like I don't, I don't want anything bad to happen to the dogs, but I also yeah. don't want to have that poor dog looking at me because no, that's not, that's not for good. my credit card. Yeah, I it's not I good. I can't have that happening. Um, this is from Laker Shane, and he writes: We always talk what they did in the last ten years. It seems like a transition towards the next ten years, while everyone else breaks their banks right now. Talking about the Dodgers, yep. I think that's that's a part of it, I, and I think it's also kind of the bloodless nature of this business and the teams that are very very good at this look i'm gonna go back to when i was a kid okay and the dodgers have been my favorite team from the time i was seven years old right and i grew up on the dodgers of steve garvey davy lopes bill russell and ron say those four guys still to this day hold the record of being together the longest in the infield they played together for like eight or nine or ten years long time and all of a sudden the dodgers one day Got rid of Steve Garvey, and he went down to San Diego. And all of a sudden, Davey Lopes is on the A's, and Ron Say's on the Cubs. And the only guy they kept was Bill Russell. Bill Rus- and, and it was awful, and the Dodgers had this philosophy that they execute with their very best and most popular players. Better to get rid of them a year too early than a year too late. Yep. Do not get sentimental about this. Move these guys on. I think that's what this is. This is a evaluation of where Justin Turner is in his career and they're deciding you know what we don't want to be in that business a year from now or even we think that something's going maybe they've worried about injury or lack of production or whatever it is it is a bloodless decision because he has been an incredibly popular Dodger for a decade what that means for the team we're about to find out because I think that he's right on Twitter Laker Shane this could be a very different it doesn't mean they're going to be worse because they still got a ton of very good players yeah that Mookie's a great player, Freeman's a great player, Will Smith's a great player. You got a ton of great players, but it's going to look really different. And maybe to your point, Al, going into this, because what have I said a thousand times? Dude, wake me up in October. I'll watch the games because I love baseball, but I'm not going to get, oh, they, they might win 100. I don't care. What is it going to look like when it gets to October? And maybe part of this is 
let's shake this thing up and just go with a totally different mix and see what it is, and while simultaneously saving a little money to go maybe make a big move down the road. So I, I think it's there's a lot of eyes on the Dodgers right now. And I, listen, I, I don't know how it's going to play out, but I think you can <clears throat> you can make an argument either way. If somebody wanted to call in right now and be very critical on the Dodgers and say, what kind of an offseason is this? Mm-hmm. You won 111 games. Um but you're out four games into the postseason, and all you've done is lose either key players or great locker room guys, however you want to describe it. But Justin Turner was still producing. Trey Turner, I don't need to talk about his resume and what he was for the Dodgers. And a lot of these other teams got better. The Yankees went out and either re-signed Aaron Judge or they get um, Rendon from the uh, San Francisco Giants, right? Rodon. I, or Rendon's Rodon. Rendon's still with the Angels, and they're paying him 42 million dollars oh yeah that's right that's right <laughs> rodon good player rendon bum the the, the giants <laughs> it's a little different the giants go out and get and whether listen you don't have to like the deal is there more talent there or yes. is there not the padres is there more talent there for sure is there not the philadelphia phillies they get to the world series and trey turner goes there however you want to I, I guess you could say look at the landscape of the dodgers you can make a case or on the other side is well, they've been picking up every free agent or they've been making trades. They've been doing this for the past X amount of years. This one looks a little bit different. And I, I don't know, for me, there's a lot of curiosity to the Dodgers. If the Dodgers went out and they picked up another big-time free agent, it's almost not even news because they do that every That's year. Point. It's the fact that they didn't pick up a free agent where you kind of you sit back and you say to yourself, I don't know what the strategy is. And I know you've said this before. That front office has given themselves an incredible you have to just it's not the angels front office they so earn the benefit of the doubt you can say well i think there's they must have some game plan because they've had a game plan for 10 years they didn't just all of a sudden walk into an off season and say well let's scrap everything that we've done in the past so you want to give them the benefit of the doubt of that but you also can say that their squad is not as good as it was last year, and other it's teams not. around them got better. Yeah, that's, for sure. that's a safe thing to say. They, they, I think it's a twofer. They're transitioning. They're transitioning to a younger group of players. That they're because Kenley Jansen a year ago, like you mentioned, Cody Bellinger this year, Trey Turner was not like a, a Dodger original, but had been here for two very successful seasons. Justin Turner again, not a Dodger original, been here ten years. Yeah, yeah. and got some of the biggest hits they are. That infield, the team won 111 games last year. That infield is going to look entirely different other than at first base. You're out, you don't have a center fielder right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe Trace Thompson is the guy that they're going to go with. You can move Chris Taylor over there. We'll see. But they basically have Mookie Betts in right field, and we'll figure out the other two spots. Your catcher is still your catcher. They're really different. I still think they they're going to really be different. good. Yeah. I, I still think they'll win. 90. 90 plus games. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's 90 or 90. They're going to they're going to be in the playoffs barring something really weird. They will make a move, but all of these moves, all of them, they missed on the let's not spend the money side, which leads you to believe there has to be because they didn't just wake up one morning and say, "You know what we're not going to do anymore? Spend any more money." Not a chance. They they're they're flush. They've got money. They're willing to spend it but they want to spend it on their own terms, and I'm just waiting for that other shoe to drop. feels like it's going to happen. I don't know if it'll happen before spring training, Yeah, but there's no way that they just did a 180 owl on what you were saying, where they get every guy every year, and they just went, eh, okay, we're done. When all of these players were available at positions where they need guys, weird. By the way, that and that and if it pans out and this plays in favor of the Dodgers, let's say in 
a few months or the season starts and they go out and they make a couple of moves, whatever the case is, that the the market quieted down a little bit. These crazy contracts quieted down. That's why I always go back to the Dodgers on this. You're supposed to be one or the other, okay? You're either Steve Cohen who owns the Mets. You know, I was reading something over the weekend, what their luxury tax is going to be, the tax that he's going to pay. Just his tax is more than, I think, 10 to 12 teams in Major League Baseball, something like that. Yeah. You're not supposed to have money and be responsible with your money. That's not how it usually works in sports. And this is, you know, maybe they are resetting. Maybe this is a, hey, let's just, let's, we'll spend when it's right. All these other crazy contracts are out there. If they come out on the right end of this, where all these other good teams just spent 260, 300, blah, 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 350, whatever they spent, if they come out of all this and they have equal amount of talent, and they didn't spend that money, that's just almost unfair. scary if that's, in fact, what happens. Um, We'll spend some more time talking about this on the other side of Factor Cap, but the the Lakers had a great weekend. They beat Denver. They beat Washington last night. They're going to play the Suns tonight, but they had a terrible weekend. No Devin Booker tonight, by the way. No Devin Booker. The AD, it, it, this is what we've all been, what we talked about at the end of the week, Taylor, when we yeah, just this, eerie. you hold your breath every time he jumps and he bangs legs with Jokic and now he's out indefinitely. You know, they're saying a month, that's probably an optimistic and just right when you're, hey, are they halfway decent? Could they make a trade to get above 500? They were in this massive hole. They've dug their way all the way out. And now this just, a, just sucks. It just absolutely sucks that this is where we are. Um, my bad. I thought you said you wanted to. You wanted got to do factor. it. Can we get a little time? Okay, so I I will say this on the AD front. You know the worst part about all this. The guy finally for himself. Forget oh. the Lakers for a second. Just for himself, he's probably finally walking around and saying, "I think I'm back. I think I feel good. Uh, I look good. I'm the best player every time I step on the floor. For the most part, offensively, I could drop you 35. I'll get you 12 boards. I'll go on the other side, get you three blocks, and completely control the paint. For the first time in how long? And, I, and you know the worst part about it all? I started forgetting you about did? his injuries. I started. That's what we were talking about. I, st- I stopped paying attention to the injuries. I you stopped. Had, I, I did. I, I was I, holding my breath I, every time. You know every why? Time. Can I tell you why I stopped? Because I felt like when I watched him, he wasn't thinking yeah. about the injuries. Yeah. Remember when the season first started, he had that lower back tightness, Walking and every time he's wincing stiff. and all that. And in my head, I'm I'm saying to myself, I'm like, all right, well, I feel his injury because he's showing that he has that something's bothering him. I thought he went through a stretch of 30 days where it felt like. No, it doesn't look like it's bothering him. Think about this. You could honestly say, and not qualify it at all, you could say, as of going into Friday night's game, Mm -hmm. Anthony Davis is the MVP in the league and people wouldn't laugh in your face. Mm -hmm. You you could have really said, you know what my vote for MVP would be? I'm voting for AD. And people go, all right. It wasn't a crazy thing. And then, bang. Just just a disaster. We'll talk more about it after Factor Cap, which is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey guys, before we get into the factor cap of it all, I want to formally apologize to the city of Hermosa Beach because my friends and I were seeing all too well te- uh, Taylor's version, 10-minute version, <laughs> with the windows down very loudly on Saturday night because we were in a great mood and we the music was hitting us and yeah sorry Hermosa the Beach. mood struck you yes what it are you was gonna great. do <laughs> it was very fun though all right so uh this happened on Saturday night's game and uh in Buffalo and Buffalo fans were throwing snowballs onto the field at the players at the bench and Mike McDaniel uh you know talk to the ref is like hey can we get 15 15 yards for this etc so and this is what the ref announced um, during the game. Please stop. Thank you. So please stop. Thank oh, you. No, that should do it. That should handle <laughs> that. Throwing the snowballs on the on the field. So I can see many fans in the stands totally saying, listening. "Absolutely, <laughs> yes." Absolutely. Yeah, they had it cocked, and now all of a sudden, I just put it right back down to their feet. Hey, sure. My apologies. Sure. But Mike McDaniel was being a snitch here. Uh, Travis, Patrick Cap. No, Cap. I, I think that he's trying to give his team every advantage that they could possibly get. That was going to be a game that was going to go right down to the wire. That was a game where game. one play, yeah. one series, one officiating call mm-hmm. could swing it from one way to the other. Your job as a head coach is to try to work every possible angle that you can. Yeah. And he was. It didn't work, and they ended up losing. He should worry more about the fact that Tua is regressing back into the other Tua that we've seen the entire time. He hit I think every single Buffalo player with a pass, they just couldn't catch the ball. Um, it, it, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm okay with guys working refs, whether it's basketball referees, baseball yep. managers chirping from the dugout. It's, it's part of the job. Fun, please. So I'm, I'm cap on this one too. Tua's dropping back, you know, inside their own seven yard line, and every throw that he makes, there's 14 <laughs> snowballs going towards the wide receiver. No, I don't think that's they okay. They wanted it colder, guys. I don't think that's him being a snitch. It's it's the equivalent of somebody throwing trash on the, I don't know, however you want to describe it. I do think he should have said something. Do I think anything is going to stop? No. And what are you going to do? Are you going to tell, well, we're going to get security up there. And the only way you can find stop anybody it with a snowball. is to penalize the team. Mm-hmm. Like if all of a sudden they're on the seven yard line, like you're saying, now all of a sudden they're out of the 22. First. Yeah. It's like unsport. It's like, okay, guys, we, we're just going to keep marching them down the field. Yeah. If you keep throwing flags, they'll stop. Yeah. But asking nicely for them to stop is yeah. certainly not going to do the It's trip. like in college basketball. Like I'm down we to were snitch. always told. <laughs> We had at UVA, like the first goal, they always do streamers, but they were like, do not throw it on the court. It'll be a penalty. It's really bad. So please don't throw it on the court. Uh, Taylor. They do tortillas at UCSB. Fun. Oh, really? So, Cap, he's not being a snitch. A, snowballs hurt. Have you ever been hit by one? It I mean, sucks. It's, yeah, yeah. It's not a good time. And B, they have helmets the on. Bills Mafia, I mean, they're unruly. I've been around a lot of crazy fans in my life, but uh, when the when the Bills were in town Next level. to face off against the Rams, they yes. took over Hermosa Beach and they, they can put down some alcohol. They're a group of people that I could do without. <laughs> they're, they're like the Raider fans uh, last week. Great. I, I don't. Maybe it's just because I'm in LA and I'm used to Raider fans. I, and what, what have was, mingled with what them. What was your experience times. when they played Not Game great. One? Not great. 
How were they different? Just obnoxious? They're or more obnoxious. Okay. They're more obnoxious. And to Taylor's point, it feels like, believe it or not, and, and this is not delivered with any judgment. This is yeah. just delivered as an observation. Drunker than your average fan base. Like they're yeah. they're they're turned up to a degree yeah. that is unpleasant they to be around. Tolerance. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like Saturday the, the Hermosa style. <laughs> they, yes. Now, in their defense, they were not singing the ten minute version of Taylor Swift. They did oh, not man. get that drunk. I, w- I would have had a great time with them. <laughs> um, so Titanic came out on this day in 1997. So James Cameron has a new movie out, Avatar: uh, Way of Water. I haven't heard of it, but <laughs> almost went and saw it Saturday. <laughs> did you really? Do you know the damage? It's long. 315 I think yeah Uh, I think I'm still gonna see it I think I'm gonna pause it (laughs) hour and a half in right but James Cameron in the midst of his press was asked about the age-old question whether or not both Rose and Jack could have fit on the door at the end of Titanic (laughs) Um, sorry spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it Jack dies um, because he stays in the water why would you tell people oh no okay so but um, he said that we worked with two stunt people essentially saying there's no way that that could have happened. Someone had to die, so we sacrificed for Rose. But um, Rose, uh, both Rose and Jack could have fit on the door. Alan, fetch cap. So I'm going to go fact on this. It's based on nothing. <laughs> it's not only based on nothing. Um, I think my answer is, you know what? They could have figured it out together. The fact that they wrote that script the way that they did and they didn't have them both survive. It's like one of those kind of stunning endings. Like, what the hell is this? What the hell is this? What, they're both not going to go? I don't want to see that. (laughs) I want them both to survive. Either they both survive or they both go down. (laughs) They both should have gone down. I, I, um... I never really have given this one second of thought until you brought it up, Emily. I, we'll give you a minute. It's a pretty big door. It feels like it could have been a two-person door. Yeah, but it could have sunk, it and they both could have died well, in the water. could have scooted over. And <laughs> Just make a little bit of room. <laughs> like, taking turns. Dead you know? people yeah. in there, right? Like All the dead people are in the water floating around. Like yeah. Get a couple of jackets and make yourself a little raft, Jack. Like <laughs> Let's go. Get creative. The clock is ticking along the way. Why'd they give but, up so quick? Yeah, I, I don't know about the door buoyancy and whether mm. or not the selenium of ice cold salt water adds or detracts from the buoyancy of a wooden door so yeah. I'll, I'll leave it up to cam the, i do believe him if he says he went back and did the, he tried this is how he rolls he's detail oriented like that so I'll, I'll take him at his word taylor cap i mean jack did the right thing women and children first gotta take one for the team i would have done like billy zane and got in the lifeboat first Later. Good luck. <laughs> Dress up as a woman. What, what was his name? Trav. Trav, you trying Something to get terrible. away from everybody? <laughs> I'd want the boat. I'd want to take a nap. And if everybody's stacked in my lifeboat, how am I supposed to get to sleep? Titanic, also a very long movie. Every one of James Cameron's movies is always incredibly long. He actually submitted an Avatar 3 that was a nine-hour long cut. Yeah, that no, sounds great. You. Are you going to see Are you gonna see Avatar? Yeah, I'll see it on Wednesday. Um, so. Taylor, are you going to see it? No. I'll wait for your uh, review. It's a tough decision. It's a long freaking movie. I'm not going to convince you to see it you. because... There's no, there's no, there's no reason. Yeah. But wait, I already got your answer. <laughs> I got your answer. Okay, so... Um, a blue, co- blue thing swimming in the water and it all looks like a video game? I'm good. <laughs> so, uh, a couple uh, cycled around the world on a tandem bike uh, <laughs> over a year. So, it was, you know... A great bonding event for them. So you would do a cycle a tandem bike with a significant other or your significant other. Taylor, Fetter Cap. Cap, get your own bike. Yeah. I mean, let's just <laughs> we can do it together, but on separate bikes. Yeah. Jeff? Um 
I don't think I'd go around the world if Susan said to me, "Hey, let's get one. Of, let's get a tandem yeah, like bike, bike and, the strand. and ride the strand." Yeah. yeah, I'd do it. I'd feel I'd be terribly self-conscious the whole time. <laughs> it looks oddly difficult. I've never tried to do it. It looks yeah. really, really hard mm-hmm. because riding yeah, a bike obviously is very easy. Yeah. But you got two people trying to balance the. It'd be I, like I turning a semi. I feel yeah, like. it it feels very, very weird. It's I, meant I for a straight line. If she wanted to do it, I would do it, but I would be super self-conscious the entire time. Ow. Fact, I do it. Yeah, I think it'd be. Uh, Have it'd you be ever ridden one? No, I don't think I've ever. Yeah. I don't think I've ever done a tandem <laughs> bike. Now, you know, I'd be telling her stop braking and leave the. Don't touch this. Lean to the left. I don't know what I'd be telling Isn't her. Isn't the but... person in front doing all of the real work? Like I know they're yeah. steering, obviously, but aren't they the ones actually propelling the bike 100%, forward? I could see you <laughs> sitting in the back, and I could see feet up, Susan just like standing up, just grinding She's... to get wherever she needs to She's get. A lot to. stronger than I. My first reaction would be if she said, "Hey, you want to get a tent?" I'm like, "You feeling all right?" Like that. That, that doesn't sound like something that you'd ever want to do. But sure, I'll Taylor I'll open it. up to him, man. I think you have a great time. I uh... you and me, buddy. <laughs> I did it with my dad one time, and it's a relationship killer. Like this is my father, and it was fine. But like, it's I was, I was they, the they haven't the spoke since. I was in the back. I and I was young. I was like probably ten. I was pretty young, and so he was. And it was in Hilton Head, which is very flat and very straight. And so like we, uh, you know, we're just going in line. But it was just like. He would get mad that I wasn't pedaling enough, or I would get mad that he was like making me pedal too hard, like all this fun. It's like it's like it's just not a thing that's a good relationship uh, test. We had or one of those trailers I think the idea is don't do as it a then. kid, uh-huh. like like when, when my kids were little, like you could put the baby back there or the infant, and and even dragging that baby trailer sucks. It's, it's yeah. and that's a baby that weighs. It wasn't a baby, but it's a little kid. I don't know, 25, 30 pounds or whatever. Yeah. It's like pulling a tank up a hill it's impossible it's awful it's too much work <laughs> so um the movie theater that i go to watch most of my movies has also a like video uh it's like a video store it has like they call it the video vortex and it has dvds and you can rent uh dvd players uh for free so like if you don't have a dvd player at your house you can rent stuff so you still have a dvd player at your house travis fender cap y- yeah we i know for a fact that we do and i think Correct me if I'm wrong here. I think the like the Xbox or the PlayStation plays DVDs too. Yeah, right? I think they do. They can. So yeah, we've got multiple DVD. We but we still have one of the old school like Sony. Plug it into the back of the TV. I think it's in the garage somewhere. Yeah. When would you get rid of it? What's that? When would you get rid of it? When Susan says it's okay to get rid of it, <laughs> if she wants to keep it, we keep it. She's she's the one that holds on to things. All right, so I'm I'm cap on this, but let me ask you this: Do you guys actually use it? So, yeah, occasionally we will use it because um, as a member of SAG-AFTRA, right, you get oh, yeah, all those right. screeners right. at the end of the yep. year, yep. And, and some of them come digitally. You can watch them, you know, mm-hmm. but sometimes they still send you the DVDs. Yeah. And it's Most just of them actually come in the lot, DVDs. A lot of yeah. them, so we'll still watch them, usually between about right now and the end of the year for the four-year consideration, but that's about it. So I'm cap on this. Um, I, I Look, there was a time... And I want to say, I, I probably still have a couple DVDs. I just don't have a DVD player. But I, I remember the the time where you'd have everything, right? Like you had every movie, you had video games, FIFA, whatever it is, right? You had them all there. I was very proud of my collection. I displayed it in college. It was a, it was a talking point with my friends. But it's kind of nice to not have any of that. Like I, it's kind of nice to... It's like a bookshelf. Well, here's the one thing with the books. There is something about grabbing a book. Like there is something about holding an actual book and reading whatever it is that you're reading a a dvd player 
I got everything streaming. I'm paying already for all these other services, so I just have no no use for it. Yeah, I the the book thing is weird for me too. I have a bunch of books in my house. We have a bookcase, but I'm not going to go back and reread a book I've already read. Like I've never quite understood. Like I've read the book. No one else in my house is going to read that book. Why do I still have it? Like I'm display. I you, yes, but why? No one's going to see it okay. other than me and my family. Really, <laughs> it's such I got, a weird thing. I got rid of probably in the last year. I got rid of a lot of books. And it's kind of the same thing that you're saying. It's like, I don't think I'm going to read these again. And and if if that book doesn't have, you know, whatever it is, if you're not, if you don't think you're going to actually read it again, why not give it to just somebody yeah. that will read it and then just call it a and day? There's it's almost only, like it's almost like having clothes that you haven't worn in a year. You're like, just get rid of them. We'll rewatch movies that we love, right? We all do that. You see a movie, one of your favorites comes on, you watch it again, or you'll purposely pull it up on Netflix. There's only one or two books that I've ever read more than one time. And it, it's just the time. Is it to read a book takes multiple days, where a movie takes a couple hours? Yeah. And it's just like the like you already know what's going to happen, and so it's the it's the time. Yeah, it's the time spent reading the book when you already know what's going to happen. That it's less fulfilling for you. But I have like reread reread things like Little Women, some of the classics that I really enjoy, but like at different stages of my life. Like, did you as a kid take, and as an adult? Excuse me. Did you take the DVD player back from the uh, theater? <laughs> no, I haven't yet. Um, you should do it. Just keep it. I, See how long you can keep it. Yeah, I, I'm sure back. that they're fine with that. <laughs> hey, uh, Emily, uh, can we have that? I never took the DVD player. Don't don't know. know what you're talking about. <laughs> Probably know my first name too because I go there all the time. So, yeah, you're a regular, wasn't it? They're giving away free DVD players. Remember that used to be like the pinnacle of wow DVD. Now <laughs> you can take it if you want it. <laughs> a little bit different along the way. All right. AD down for how long? Trades. What does it mean for the Lakers? Yeah. Where are they right now? Because they're in the weirdest spot, almost imaginable, from where they started to where they are and what's going on. Weird time for the Lakers. That's coming up next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We were talking about it both Thursday and Friday, Al. You were saying a second ago where you'd kind of moved on from the fact that you thought AD, like he's yep. back and all these things. And I was loving watching him play, and it was exciting. Like, do you make a deal to try to get you back into the mix in the Western Cup, et cetera, et cetera. But I was telling the guys the last couple of days, like, I just, I'm just always in the back of your mind. Yeah. And, and fair. We were talking about when do you kind of let that go? And I, I said at the time, you know what? If we get through the rest of this season and it's all good, then I think going into next season, you're just kind of, okay, we're, we're back and we're ready to go because I'd seen too many things previously. And then, of course, what happened happened on Friday night, and he's going to miss some time, um, at least a month, it looks like. And that's probably being a little bit optimistic according to everything yeah, that agree. people are reporting. What do you do now? Because the Lakers are in sniffing distance of 500 all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. They're still out of the playoff picture, but not by a lot. They're, they're, they're actually only a handful of games from being in the middle of the pack in the Western Conference. You're already getting a lot from LeBron. You're going to have to ask more from LeBron moving forward in his 20th season. And you just don't know what AD is going to have when he does come back along the way. Do you make a big move for the picks? All of a sudden, all the questions that were already difficult enough to ask to begin with become far more difficult because I just don't know how my best player is going to look when he comes back. He may not be in a shadow of what he's been for the last month or so. So 
there's a couple of different ways to look at it. If you go look at the NBA standings right now in the Western Conference, you could say, hey, the Golden State Warriors and the Lakers have the same amount of losses. Both teams have 16 losses. Who would have thought the Golden State Warriors are sitting at 15 and 16 right Wild. now? And stuff's down. Minnesota um, went out and made the trade. They got Gobert. They were building off of what they did last year. They're 15 and 15. Carl Anthony Towns is missing. He's going to miss some time as well. Dallas Mavericks, they're 15 and 15. The Clippers, I think I want to say four games above 500. I could look at it and tell you that, hey, there's a lot of teams that they're kind of hanging out with. Here's the problem. The problem is I think those teams are going to get better, mm-hmm. and I don't have that answer for the Lakers. I, I, I don't know with Anthony Davis. Remember how we were all waiting for the December 15th date to come? Okay, it came. It was actually, I think, last Thursday, I want to say it was. And the idea and the concept is now you have basically 90% of the league is now available for a trade. Yep. So if you want to go make a move, this is how I think it changes the conversation. It changes the conversation in this way. Do I think Anthony Davis, if he misses one month, that's 16 games, 17 games. If he misses... One month and 10 days, which is the remainder of January. Okay. And I think both you and I would agree. I don't think he's coming back in four weeks. Feels unlikely. He's missing 24 games. It's a lot of games they have it's in more this more than a quarter of the season. Okay. Are the Lakers going to go 12-12 and 12 without Al- Anthony Davis? Almost certainly not. I'd be shocked. Right. Right? It'd, I'd be shocked if they did. They're probably going to end up five, six, seven games below 500. It just seems like that would most likely happen without Anthony Davis, how key he's been to this team. So you're already three games below 500. If you win another six, seven games below 500 in the time that Anthony Davis is out, now you're looking at eight, nine, ten games below 500. I don't think that's that's out of the ordinary. So if you are going to go make a move because you are going to be ultra aggressive because you think you got a chance because AD's playing the way he has... All right, maybe that game plan goes away, but we're actually starting to hear less about that. Remember we were starting to hear that the Lakers, maybe it's a Pat Bev, a Kendrick Nunn, one of those things. I actually don't think it's a bad idea if you think that the person you're bringing in is also going to be around next season. Like if, if somebody that you think, hey, I think Bogdanovich is a good fit and I'm okay with Bogdanovich on this team the remainder of this year and he's also under contract next year as well. Go look at that free agency class. Like I know Lakers have money, thirty million dollars at this, the end of this up, at the end of this year. Season, yes. It's Kyrie Irving. Hard, it's no, James Harden who's no, going to end you. up. Chris Middleton will end back up, end back up with the Bucks. I just assume that he will. Sure. It's not like you have a free agent class that you're saying, "Oh my gosh, that player wants to be a Laker, and we want him to be a Laker." So can they still make a move? As long as it just makes sense that you're looking at a guy saying, we want this guy to be a part of the Los Angeles Lakers, and that guy could be there beyond this season. Beyond this year. That yeah. you're not in this desperation mode of, well, we got to get better right now. I don't know whatever you do moving forward. If you lost Anthony Davis for 20 games, That's the thing. 25 games. Well, it's not just that. It's that, but it's that in addition to, I don't know what he's going to look like when he comes back. Or how long he takes to get back Are we going to get the guy that we just saw for the last month? Then that's different because at that point, maybe you do do what you're suggesting, which is let's get better in the short term and the long term. But if if there's some sense of, listen, this will heal, he'll be ready to go, and we're going to get the guy that we got for the last month, then maybe you do something even more short-term oriented to try to maximize where you are. Because again, clock's ticking on LeBron too, right? Every game, every year that goes by, it's clicking on LeBron as well. 
So that's one part of it. But if you're saying, listen, the last time we saw him miss a lot of time, it basically took him over a year to get back to where he was supposed to be. I don't have a year to do this. So th- this is the wild card in all of it, Al, is I don't know what I'm getting back. Like if you said to me, when Steph Curry comes back, for instance, I think we can all rest assured that he's going to look a lot like Steph Curry when he comes back because Steph's been really healthy for a very long time. You know, So you just kind of assume and his that style that, of basketball right. is different, playing with, on the outside. I don't, yeah. I don't know what it's going to be with Anthony Davis. Is it going to be the Anthony Davis we got for the last month or is it going to be Anthony Davis we got for the previous two seasons? I don't know. I don't think he knows. I don't think the Lakers know. And it I don't know how you make a deal when you don't know what the the core of your team is. You're asking me to 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 fill in around the peripheral, but I don't know what the core is. I know what LeBron is, probably. You know, you know how many more minutes and how many more shots and how many more everything, everything's he's gonna have to do in Anthony Davis's absence? A lot. A lot. So all of a sudden, you're burning the tires on him a little bit more aggressively than you would be otherwise. There's just so many variables that lead you to, I don't know what the hell's going to happen. They're, I don't want to say they're barely in it right now. They're more than barely. They're still not technically in the playoff picture right yeah. now. Even as good as they've played for the last month, they're still under 500. Yeah, they're 500. digging themselves out of the 2-10 right. start. So now you're going to backslide like we've talked about. There are just so many. This is what was a hard decision for Rob Palenka. Hmm. just became a virtually impossible one because there's a piece of the equation that you don't have. I don't know what it's going to be, and I don't know how you make a deal like that. Well, I will say this, too. Since he went down on Friday, you had Saturday, you had Sunday, and then here now we're walking into Monday. They've been very vague about That's never good. what's the issue or what's the problem or the details of it. Even yesterday, Darvin Ham said, we'll probably get more information today that he was at the he was obviously at the game yesterday but that they were going to take more they had more tests that they were going to do I think that that part of it I'm with you it kind of concerns me when you don't get that much information when they don't say when there isn't this official okay guys here's what it is and we're estimating that he's out two to four weeks and especially him and and I'm not trying to throw any shade on him but especially him struggled with injuries and when he's come back has not looked like himself like if you said to me listen He's going to be, even if you said it was two months, but when he comes back, he's going to be that guy. Okay. I can make decisions based on knowing that. He may come back and look like the guy for two years. I I don't know. I don't know how to, I can't make a trade when I don't know. I think it honestly pushes them back and let's just see what can be. Well, and, and on top of that, I think this also solidifies for the Lakers. There was a point during the beginning of the season where, they were in desperation mode. It felt like they were in desperation mode. They were two and ten. Okay. And and that's with A D on the floor. That's with Braun on the floor. And you felt like in that time, teams of course are going to try and take advantage of the Lakers. Oh, you want that? Yeah, we'll just take your two picks, the 2027, 2029. I think this also more falls along the lines of just don't make a bad move if there if if there are no deals out there that you feel like you know they're they're going to hurt you long term, and they maybe there's a little bit of a gain short term. Then just don't make them don't make the move. Like I think it it in a way it might make it easier for Rob Palenka that I'm not going to go make a move when I don't have really clarity of what's to come. It pushes you back towards it. Let's just see what happens. Let let's not do anything. Let's just see what happens. But it. There was momentum for the first time in a long time. There was really positive momentum. It is and, a and it, I'll say this: if they don't make a move. Then I get it. You'll have forty-seven million dollars coming off the books. You have thirty million dollars in cap space, and you'll have three picks coming up. 
as in this year's pick and then 27 and 29. Wild weekend in the NFL. Bunch of teams blowing crazy leads. The dumbest decision you've ever seen. And we still got a game to go. Baker Mayfield in the freezing cold. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.